Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're going to ask quite a searching question today, Colin, in our in our search into what really is the church, what is God calling the church to be. The question is, what are the particular challenges facing the church today? Well, let me say right at the beginning that if we are the church as God intends us to be, the kind of church of which the scriptures speak, we will not need to fear anybody or anything. The church generally today fears the influence of Islam, fears the influence of increasing immorality in our society. And we can say that there is more of the world in the church than the church in the world, and we can use all this kind of language. And unfortunately, those things are true. But you see, uh, if we are the people of God in the way that he intends, then we will overcome because the scripture says that God always leads us in his triumphant procession in Christ. God does not know how to lead his people in failure. Jesus Christ lives in us by the power of his spirit, and he doesn't live in us to fail, to motivate us to fail, but to enable us to overcome. But you don't overcome the world by fighting the world. You don't overcome Islam or any other faith by fighting against it. You overcome by being what God has called you to be. You overcome, it is the truth that overcomes. We will only overcome if we hold fast to the truth. We will overcome by depending upon the Holy Spirit. And what do I mean by overcome? I don't mean we will overcome everything that's going on in the world, or we will overcome other religions, but we will be the body of people that make a difference in the world. Because we are God's chosen instrument, we are his body, and it is through his body that God's purpose in creation is to be fulfilled. This is, this is the staggering thing in Scripture, that God's purpose is in the whole of creation, in the whole universe are going to be fulfilled through the church. That the church is to be a witness to what happens in the heavenlies as well as to what happens on earth. I mean, God's purpose for his church when you look at the scriptures is immense. That everything is going to be brought into unity under Christ when he comes again through the church. That everything that God does by his spirit so the scriptures tell us, is for the church, that God's glory is going to be revealed in the church. So these are very encouraging things, but they can only be fulfilled by the church being what God has called us to be. And instead of getting our eyes on the world and our eyes on other religions and the eyes, you know, our eyes need to be on God our ears open to his word. We need to be hearing what he is saying by his spirit and putting into practice what he's telling us to do. Because that's the only way 
that the purposes of God will prevail. So I'm excited because although you can look at the whole church scene generally and there could be a lot to demoralize and depress you, yet you see that there are churches, there are places, there are people that are really alive in God. There, there are other challenges, you know. How do we communicate the gospel to uh, a world that is facing such enormous changes in communication through the media, through the internet and everything else? And people get worried about this, but I don't think there's anything to worry about. There are immense opportunities and possibilities. I mean, through the internet, we can reach into the homes of people that would never answer a Christian knocking on their front door. But you can get in there with the gospel through blogs and through, you know, all these different websites where you can meet with people. What wonderful opportunities for ordinary believers to encounter non-believers and to share their faith. Okay, you are not responsible as to whether to some, somebody else responds or not. Our responsibility is to tell people, to give them the opportunity to know that God uh, wants to give them eternal life, bring them into his kingdom. It doesn't help just to tell people God loves them. That's a, a statement that people can't even relate to. They don't even understand that because they use the word love in a totally different way from, uh, from the love of God. But we can we can show people there is a better way. There's a new way. There's a there's a, there's a whole new way of life, because that's what the Christian life is all about. I I described earlier in this series of programs that the church is supposed to be God's alternative society, and that's that's really what should happen. People in the world should look at the church and say, "Wow, what love!" Because that is to be the ethos. That's to be the the um, the feel really a people of love but you see a love that can't be seen out there in the world this is a totally different kind of love this is where people love one another care for one another live for one another lay down their lives for one another where people share everything where nobody has any need and they look at this and say what love i want a part of that i want a part of that action a piece of that action i, I want to be a part of such a body of love Love is attractive when, when it's visible like that. So this is the challenge to the church. But it's a challenge also then to reach out into the world with that love, with that life, with that power that God has given us. And to use every available means, all the modern means of communication. But we still have interpersonal relationships with people at work, with our neighbors. There are still many opportunities for us to share face to face. And, and this is what God's people have to understand, that we're all in this together. We're all called by God as his body to communicate the gospel to those who need God, who need Christ. We've talked a lot this week about the role of leaders in the church, but if everybody's called to service, as you've just mentioned, Colin, therefore everybody, everybody at grassroots level should know where they fit in. And everybody should aspire to being a leader, not, not in a position of leadership in the church, but to lead others to the Lord. And, you know, the, the, the more secure you are in your relationship with, the God, with God, the more you can disciple others. There's a crying need for 
older, mature, experienced believers, I mean real believers, obviously, who know the Lord, people of prayer and people of faith, people of the Word, people of the Spirit, to disciple young believers. Um, I, I'm, I forget the exact figures, but it's something like 80% of people that are born again are between the ages of 18 and 25 or under 25 or something. So the vast majority of people that are coming into the one true church are young people, young, inexperienced. Um, and, you know, older people shouldn't be looking at them saying, oh, who are these young people? They don't behave like we behave. They don't have the same understanding that we have and all this kind of stuff. Well, thank goodness they don't because we've got to get out of our stuffiness and out of our churchianity and realize God wants a new, young, vibrant church Young, young in spirit, I mean, but the older, more mature people have got such wonderful opportunities to help, to disciple, to counsel younger believers, to share the, the wealth of their knowledge and experience of how God works. But of course, I'm talking about people that do know the Lord at a personal level. We've been talking today about challenges facing the church today and in the next few years. And you mentioned, first of all, at the top of the programme that we don't need to be afraid. We are called to be overcomers, aren't we? The Bible has a lot to say about overcoming and what Jesus expects of us. It's quite serious. And you overcome by faith. You overcome with love. You overcome by exercising your spiritual authority. That opens up a whole um, another avenue, really. But um, I can remember years ago when I was preaching in churches all over this country, churches right across the denominational spectrum, I was talking about personal victory. I wrote a book called Personal Victory and about overcoming. I was met, I would have to say, with a, a tremendous wall of unbelief that um, many, many Christians, and I mean even born-again Christians, just did not have the expectation that they could live in victory. It was something that had never been taught them, although it's clearly the message of the New Testament. It was almost as if we should expect to live in failure and defeat and life would be difficult and hard and there would be lots of opposition and persecution and people wouldn't understand, but we'll soldier on as the faithful ones of God. Well, that's not what the New Testament is talking about. Yeah, we fight the good fight of faith, but we fight from a position of victory, of power, of authority, because God has already overcome all the powers of opposition through the Lord Jesus Christ and we live in him and he lives in us. So, you know, there's great encouragement. Turn to the word of God because the scriptures will always encourage you. God speaks the truth to you by the power of his spirit and there is nothing that will encourage you more than the truth. And yes, in these programs, we've obviously had to face all kinds of ways in which the church fails really in her call to be what God has called her to be. But be of good courage, because if only we do the things that Scripture tells us to do and the Holy Spirit leads us to do, then we will become the powerful, effective people of God that he intends his church to be. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 